drama, comedy, two sides of the same coin. Riverdale wasn't just a teen dramedy, it was a study in teenage angst, yearning, and nostalgia. They didn't know it when they started their journey, but Macintosh and Maude were on their way to a newfound obsession. Life's not like an Agatha Christie novel. It's a lot messier. Welcome to the doghouse. Chapter 24, The Wrestler. In an attempt to get closer to Hiram, Archie tries out for the Riverdale wrestling team after learning of Hiram's love of the sport. This is a big episode. There's a lot of shit. Uh-huh. Like, good shit and some really bad shit. I don't know what bad you feel, though. I kind of liked what we got here. I, there's some things that I feel I did really well, but there's some really, really bad writing going on. Well, are we shocked? No, not at all, but it's just kind of like, uh, this show is starting to get to a place where, you know, we haven't gotten renewed for season three. Now, I think it's very safe that we will, but I could see them holding back the order to only 13 episodes for season three. We gotta see how those ratings go. I haven't looked at the ratings, but the, the train is starting to get off the tracks. In a way that I don't know they're going to be able to pull it back. I'm a little worried. Let's recap the recap. Okay. Archie's working for the FBI. The Lodges are involved in some shady shit. Agent Adams made a deal. Southside High is shut down. The Lodges are buying up Southside. Mayor McCoy's on the take. Archie and Hiram have issues. Penelope has sex for money. Betty saves Chick and Chick's a creepy motherfucker. <laughs> Jayhead's walking down the halls of school. And it's been about a week. Uh, everything's the same. And nothing is the same. So Jughead's literally back where he was before. He's getting, like, ignored by everybody. The basketball team runs by him, knocks him over, basically, and they don't care. But nothing is the same. So it's very, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's hard to be, go back to being Jughead again. Yeah. Uh, Archie's getting ready for basketball season. And the town is getting ready to honor General Augustus Pickens. Okay, I think we can definitively confirm Jughead is writing after all of this has happened. I agree. I, th- I think it's fair to say that, like, okay, it's his novel, per right. se, but he has written this, well, he wrote it, he's reading it after the fact. Yes, every, all of this narration is after all of these events have occurred. Because he keeps talking about the feds and Archie doing these things. I was like, there's no way he can know this. Of course not. In this moment. So definitively, there is no way that this is happening. Which means there might have to be some closer watching on timelines of when and how he's writing things. No. They, they, They do a really good job of showing him writing consistently. What'll be interesting is that I've previously predicted that I think at some point Jughead's gonna stop writing. And I want to see what happens to our narration. Hmm. I want to see, does it go away? Is it very stunted? Is it very small? Um, or does a different character take over the narration for a period of time? Oh, it's going to be a different character. Uh, I don't know. I think it would be very jarring and interesting to just all of a sudden be no narration. All right. So Jughead is sitting in a class staring at his computer, not paying attention to some stupid lecture. And Cheryl is in front of the room, and she's like, now all of you know about Pickens Day, but what you don't know is the real story. And she's got this slideshow going. And basically she's saying that it was her great-great-great-great-great-grandpappy Barnabas B. Blossom who basically founded the town. An Eden along Sweetwater River, steeples grow larger than Europe's greatest cathedrals. That nobody's really paying attention to her because it's Cheryl. She goes, and that's why I petition every year for it to be renamed. So basically, she doesn't want to honor Pickens. She wants it to become Blossom Day. Because, you know, the Blossom family is super fucking important, apparently. They are. They are, but not for good reasons. <laughs> no. So the bell rings. Everybody leaves. Teacher makes a comment to Jughead. Oh, we're looking forward to your oral history report next week. And Jughead rolls his eyes. Then we cut to a meeting of sorts. And we've got... Hiram and Hermione, Mayor McCoy, and Sheriff, uh, what's his name again? Sheriff Keller. We haven't seen him in a couple episodes. I forgot who he was. <laughs> like, I knew he was a sheriff. I forgot. That was his last name. Leave me alone. I'm free. 
uh, and Fred. And they're all talking about what's been going on in the town. And Mayor McCoy is complaining that, you know, every day she gets more and more calls from Southside High students wanting her to reopen the school. And Fred kind of interrupts and is like, I know you've had your reasons for closing down the school, but it's going to, you know, it's going to be okay. So clearly Fred has absolutely no idea about the lodges here. Well, he is about as dumb as his son on most of this stuff. Faux shizzle. He, I mean... There is anybody who is more trusting and pure-hearted than Archie Andrews. It is Fred Andrews. He also just has no fucking clue. And then Hiram interrupts and is like, "Okay, we, you know, I think I think everybody just needs something else to focus on. So we want to turn the Pickens Day into a much bigger event." And Mayor McCoy starts to scoff and is like, "Oh, you basically want to turn it into a commercial for your Showdale project, like you did your open house." Oh, contraire. So now we see that Veronica is a part of this conversation where previously we had not seen her. This is real dumb. This is bad. And she goes, you know, this event is for both the North and South sides together. You are out of your league, princess. <gasps> yeah, pretty much. And then they talk about, you know, what about the serpents? They haven't been too happy about all this. And apparently the serpents have been invited to work as security for the event. Nice little throwback to uh, the Altamont concert with the Rolling Stones. Yeah, it's just more and more clear that Hiram has really no idea what's going on. Archie Archie comes home during this, so this is happening at the Andrews home, which I couldn't really tell when it started. Archie comes home, and he's listening to all this, and so then he comes in, and he goes, Hey guys, mind if I join you? And just then Mr. Lodge ends things. He goes, um, I think it's time for us to go. Mayor, let us know what you think. Madam Mayor. Madam Mayor. Uh, and then Archie goes in to kiss Veronica. She goes, oh, you're, you're all sweaty. <laughs> yeah, because that stopped you before. Archie uh, Archie gives a, are you serious right now? Look uh, at her. Right, now we go to the Cooper house. It's breakfast. It's food time. There's a lot of eating at the Cooper house this episode. Uh, Hal asks Chick. How long he plans on staying. And Alice goes, Hal? And Hal just kind of goes, I'm just trying to plan my life here, Alice. So Hal's just back to being an asshole again, right? Yeah, he's just a huge cagey dick, basically. What, what the fuck? This was an episode that he suddenly turns into just the biggest dick in the universe. Yeah. Um, he's like, well, we're not getting any answers about anything. And Chick's just like, what do you want to know, Hal? <laughs> in in this wonderful, flat, sociopath tone that he's got. Which I think is mostly an affect. It's a, I feel like it's a coping mechanism. Exactly. Which is totally fair. It's on point. It's great for the character. And it's, it, we'll talk about it more when we get to it. But he, he's doing a really good job. Hart Denton, who's playing Chick, he's, he's doing great. Uh, Hal asks, you know, okay, how about the reason, the circumstances under which you came here? Like, you were injured, you were bleeding. What was that? Well, Marcel runs the hostel. Sometimes he gets me clients. He was trying to convince me to work that day, and I didn't want to. Yeah. Hal asks, you know, what kind of clients? And, you know, each time Hal asks a question, Alice interrupts and is like, Hal, no, stop it. Betty does too, except for this question. Chick says, you know, uh, nice clients. Some of them are very nice. Some of them not so much. Some of them are worse than Marcel. I can go into specifics if you'd like. He's like, I have a collection of scars uh, if you want to see those too. And Betty pipes in, I have scars too. Crescent moons on my palms. Chick instantly picks that up and goes, from digging your fingernails in. I used to do that. And Alice does, okay, this is a great moment. Alice just kind of like is taking in this entire interaction. And then you can see her go, zoop, um, more, ju more syrup? Like, whoa, I can't deal with that right now. Okay, syrup, syrup, everybody. Big giant smile on her face and clears her throat. Yeah. Just keep a smile, Alice. Just keep her going. Well, okay, so there's there's a lot of things going on there. Here's her son. He's fucked up. Super fucked up. There's her daughter, who she knows has been doing some stupid shit. I mean, she kind of joined the serpents for whatever. Uh, oh, she's been hurting herself? Wait, you... Whoa, okay. 
And Hal's, oh. Hal's turned back into a fucking asshole, so now I gotta deal with him. And I've said it before, and I'm going to reiterate this, I do not believe that Hal is the father of Chick. And I believe part of this for Alice is, oh shit, my crazy gene showed up, showed up twice. <laughs> like, that's one of those things. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know, I've had that when I've looked at a show, I'm like, oh man, they both got that. Fuck. So Archie's in his garage with secret agent Adams. He has an agreement for his father's immunity if something goes down. That Archie can't fucking sign. I'm a, I, uh, uh, makes me so bad. <laughs> yeah, we're, uh, it's so bad. The FBI finally shows up finally, and they're been terrible. complaining for so long. Archie explains that he saw, you know, Hiram last night and he's like, oh, they were, you know, it was a planning party. Why weren't you involved? Uh, he doesn't like me. Oh, uh, no, no, no. He's oh, no, wait, why weren't you there? I was playing basketball. <laughs> it was so good. It I was. loved it. It was. It's kind of, where the fuck do you think I is? I'm a 16-year-old boy. I was playing basketball. Because I was playing basketball. Like, like, do you have a relationship with Hiram? He doesn't like me. You should change that. You need to establish trust. You need to get access to his inner circle and th so we can exploit that and then we can get this done sooner and then you can get back to playing in your band with your pals and gals. So as dumb as Agent Adams is, he brings out the teenager in Archie. Which I like. It's, it's good. When Archie plays a little bit dumb, it's the best Archie. He needs to be a little more klutzy, which we've seen a little bit this season, which I adore. Great. If we had the FBI, the Rico FBI agent from Sons of Anarchy doing this, yeah, it would be perfect. That would be better. It's really good casting too. All right, so we cut to the dog house. Hi, hi. And Betty is showing Kevin and Veronica a picture of her brother, and Veronica's like, "Oh, he's a hottie." And Kevin's like, "He looks familiar for me for some reason." And Jughead pipes up and goes, "Maybe from your adventures in the woods." Hey, Jughead, shut the fuck up. Yeah, uh, Betty asks, you know, when are we going to, not Betty, uh, Veronica asks, uh, when are we going to meet him in person? And Betty's like, you know, I'm trying to gain his trust. He's still kind of getting acclimated. My, you know, it doesn't help that my mom's treating him like he's a 10-year-old and my dad's treating him like he's the devil's spawn. Because according to Hal, he probably is. And Veronica just turns it right around and goes, well, he could meet at the event. You're all coming, right? And Jughead's like, uh, the serpents weren't invited. And Veronica's like, um, they were most explicitly invited, that whole... They get, they get a little back and forth, and basically Jughead says, the damage is done. Hey, look, I, I, let's put this out there. Veronica's acting like comic book Veronica. She, she is being so obviously manipulative. Yeah, which is what Veronica in the comic books did. Yes, but this doesn't... I don't feel like it fits in this world. It's too much. And I'll, I'll, I think I can explain this more later when we get to another scene. Um, anyways, Jughead's getting up to leave. Betty goes, oh, you have plans with Tony? And he's just like, yep. And he's like, I'm interviewing her grandfather. He's the oldest living serpent. Okay. Betty's, Betty's making some jealous eyes. I kind of like... She suspects... Something's going on with Tony. Which, it's not. It's not. Yet. No, it's not. Tony's already established that she's more into girls. That doesn't mean she's not into him at some point. Well, they had a make-out session, but then that's not going anywhere. Yet. Tony, Tony is the serpent Betty. Maybe. But I, I don't, I, I think they have that intellectual. I think Tony is just Tony. I mean, she is, but for his, it's his, it's his serpent counterpart. He's not a tough guy, so, you know, a sweet pea and a fangs aren't going to be his go-to person to hang out with. It's going to be Tony, and that's fine. Yeah. So that's just, you know, that's just how it is. Now it's time for Varchi to... Uh, Archie and Veronica are walking down the hall. Why doesn't your dad like me? And Veronica can barely lie about this either. Which works really well in the scene. It's kind of funny, and he's just like, what? why? Oh, goes, he well, likes you fine. I was like, okay, well, for starters, you don't speak Spanish. I could drop French and do Spanish instead. I need an episode where Archie tries to speak French. Because I, okay, it either needs to be so horribly bad, or he needs to be amazing at it. Just for a little switcheroo. I would love that. It would be great. 
So Archie's like, okay, so do you have any suggestions? And Veronica says, actually, yeah, how about wrestling? My dad was, you know, he was the captain of Riverdale's high, uh, high school wrestling team. Okay, we have not previously established that Hiram is from Riverdale. No, we have not. We had established that Hermione was from Riverdale. She was from Southside. Makes total sense. Hiram should not be from Riverdale at all. Why do you say that? Because this he's the villain in this story. He is a villain. Okay, but so is Chuck Clayton. And True. And so is... However, all of the villains should not be homegrown. Every single parent, every single couple should not have originated within Riverdale. We need to have connections to the outside world. And we do. Barely, though. When you keep tying every adult character to within Riverdale, we have less reason to bring outside people back. It's just, it's, it's not a good idea going forward with the plot. It, it's just not. It's not good. We need another reason other than he's a former, he's a, basically a felon. He was in prison for people to be against him. And him being an outsider, it's a really good plot device. Hiram is obsessed with wrestling. Um, he's even, he's contacted the coach about going to tryouts. He basically funds the whole wrestling team because he loves it. Um, and Archie kind of like, sees some of the, the basketball guys and then he see, looks at Veronica and he gives a stupid face and he goes, you know, Ronnie, I was thinking about taking a break from basketball and trying out for wrestling. Cool. Mm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's a plot device. Well done. No fucking shit. They needed to cut those lines. She should have said, well, you know, my dad loves wrestling. Cut it there. Because we know from that point on, we know what's happening. Also, the episode is called The Wrestler. Which, I was also right that The Wrestler refers to Hiram. Meet Mr. Topaz. Thomas Topaz, played by Graham Greene. He's been a character actor for years. He's a good, he was a good cat. He's good casting. Yeah, Green Mile, Dances with Wolves. Longmire, Molly's Game. I could go down this list and he's in like everything. Yeah, he's he's in so many things. He's usually playing a Native American guy. Yeah, no, he's awesome. Uh, so he's explaining um, the Uctana traditions. Jughead's like, okay, what's a Uctana? Well, the Uctana was a horned water serpent. That That's what that was. And Jughead's like, um, okay, so... How did the Utana evolve into the serpents? And Mr. Topaz is kind of like, there wasn't any evolving. We were slaughtered. All of this land was ours. And they called it a battle. It was a 12 minute massacre. Mm-hmm. And uh, your guy Pickens, he led the raid. So y'all basically choosing to honor a man who massacred children. And Jughead is horrified. How do people not know? Tony. And, and Tony's like, it's called the whitewashing of history, Jughead. Did you really not know this? Did you think Jason Blossom was the first person killed in Riverdale? <laughs> Which, okay, good for being like, Jughead, you're a fucking idiot. Well, he is. He is. He's, he's you know, poor little, poor white boy. <laughs> it's really what it poor, is. Poor, poor little white biker gang boy. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, okay, so now we cut to Josie. And Veronica, they're at Josie's place, and they are getting some some posters ready. They're talking about, you know, okay, you should, you just, you need to perform with the Pussycats for this event. It's going to be great. Well, then Mayor McCoy shows up, and she's like, what's, what's this? I'm like, oh, we're bringing the Pussycats back for this event. I thought we were focusing on your solo career. Veronica explains, oh, it's going to be a one-day-only event. I was talking to my daughter. Like, McCoy is being straight up bitch to this 16-year-old girl. I'm done with Robin Givens. She's a horrible actress, and the writing they've given her are also bad. I'm just... Uh, you could you could kill her character tomorrow, and I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. No. No one would. Like... Well, let's not forget, she's sleeping with the sheriff. That was several episodes ago. I feel like we may have lost sight of that. She's having an affair with the sheriff. Okay. 
At this point, who cares? At some point, that's going to get interesting, okay? It, it better. Yeah. All right. Then we cut to Betty gets a phone call. And it's, Are you... uh, She's at home with, you know, with Chick and her mom looking at some shit or whatever. So it's Kevin Keller at Pops. And he's looking at his computer. And he goes, I figured out how I know Chick. Are you somewhere secure? He's a video gigolo, a webcam boy, a cyber trick. <laughs> Oh God! Please, he he just needed to add he's gay for pay, <laughs> and then all of those weirdo lines would have made so much sense. Please, please just say it. So it's great, and Betty gets this look of oh fuck. Her faces are the best part of this whole episode. Mm-hmm. Just the huh? Because her life is a melodrama right now. And she's reacting as a normal human would. Exactly. Which is kind of nice. So then we get Riverdale. Yeah, all of this has just been before the credits. All right, Hermione's staring at a grapefruit. Grapefruit and, and grapefruit and coffee for Hermione. Gross. And Veronica walks in and she's like, hey, so this weird thing happened when I was at the McCoys. Mayor McCoy came in and looked at me like I was the bad seed. Mm. And we find out that Mayor McCoy has a first name and it's not Mayor. Sierra must be uncomfortable with you. Uh, she must be uncomfortable with how we've allowed you to become involved in our business. And should her coldness persist, I'll have a conversation with her. I miss season one, Hermione, who felt like a human being. We need... No, no this is exactly what I predicted was going to come from her, but... I know. But... Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to it again. There's so much that happens that's on the back end of this episode that I feel like is worth talking about. But rain back in the season one, Hermione, who knew it was a shit situation and is trying to protect her daughter. Right now, she's her daughter is now involved. So that they're they're a family unit working together. So there's that. That's what to hold on to for her. I'm just saying. Give us something. No, I prefer season one, Hermione. But you know, exactly. this is this has been interesting. It is interesting. Mm. All right. Now we have boys stretching. (laughs) All right. So the boys are in the gym and they're in their wrestling unitards. And Hiram's there because he's so excited about boys wrestling. It's really weird. Uh, Hiram's talking to Archie. You know, I thought basketball was your thing. I thought I'd give wrestling a try. What's your weight class? Uh, Chuck Clayton comes by and is like, it's a good thing you aren't in my class. I'd wreck you, gingerbread man. And then he slaps Archie's ass. <laughs> I re- that's very Chuck. Yeah. Um, I know they're trying to rehabilitate him with this little Josie scene a couple episodes ago. But this is you know, this part of Chuck wouldn't have changed. That competitive streak. He's not allowed to play football, so he's going out for wrestling. This makes sense. And that's a great line. I'd wreck you, gingerbread man. Bring it in. All right. Coach Cleats with a K. He's like, no, we're so thankful for, you know, a wonderful donor who was here my first year coaching Hiram the Ram Lodge. Up and down. And so Kevin and Archie are are teamed up. And Kevin looks at Archie and goes, you know wrestling isn't like football or basketball, right? By the way, Kevin Keller is like twice as yoked as Archie. Uh, his chest is huge. Uh-huh. There's no way that Casey Cott has not been working out for this. Oh, God. He yeah. looks great, and he looks like he's twice the size of uh, KJ Appa. Because Archie's like, Archie's supposed to be a quarterbacking and a receiver type. He's lean and fast. Yeah, I mean, and he's he's ripped, but... But wrestling is... A bulk sport. Bulk. <laughs> Trim, but bulky. Um, if that makes any sense. And Archie's just like, I went up against Moose in the tackling drill. I think I'll be okay. And Kevin Keller's like, ah, you moron. You dodo. And Kevin tackles him. Boom. They reset. And Kevin tackles him. Harder. And Hiram is watching all this. And, uh, Sheriff Keller has shown up too. And he's cheering him on. Sheriff Keller's like, yeah, good job, buddy. Hiram sees this and just kind of shakes his head and leaves. So then we cut to... It felt so good, Betty. Archie might have the body of a 1970s porn star, but that doesn't mean you can wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're at the blue and gold, and Kevin is just so excited about the fact that he's 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 having this type of success. It's great. Speaking of porn stars. Uh, yeah. 
I went, I was like, I, I looked at Chick's computer. Oh, found yourself in a webcam rabbit hole, did you? It's fascinating. <laughs> uh, Betty is just like, it's fascinating. He's multiple people performing online. I, how do I broach that? Do I broach that with him? And then Jughead shows up and he goes, am I interrupting? And Kevin says, no, but Betty says, yeah. <laughs> so Kevin decides to leave and Jughead's like, I got a new story. Pickens was hired by Blossom to remove the Utana by force. The serpents are being pushed out of existence. This is a story we need to tell. Oh, by the way, I really like Kevin's new gossip column. Well, we had to put something else in when you decided to leave. And then Betty's like, so are you going to get a quote from Hiram Lodge? Hey, yeah, that's a good editor moment. School, school editor, good looking back there. at the reporter going, yo, give me a quote. Uh, we're in the music room, and Veronica's comforting Archie. He's like, it's fine, I've got a bruised ego more than anything. Kevin's going to help me get up to speed. And Veronica's like, it's okay. Um, why don't you perform with me on pick- at Pickens Day? That'll impress my dad. No, it won't. Well, Absolutely not, it won't. Barf. Okay. We're Moving at- on. Yeah, these are these are all very quick cuts. Chick runs in the house. They threw out my stuff. What? Marcel got rid of everything I need to survive. He's he's pissed righteously. There's a little Absolutely. bit of a he's, difference here. Yeah, he uh is his livelihood got thrown out by someone he was trying to trust. That was his home. That you know, and she's just like He's not being a whiny kid. He sounds like a whiny kid, but he has every right to be angry and upset. Right. Um, and Betty's like, it's going to be okay. You can stay here as long as you need. If you believe that, you're crazier than I thought. Yeah. And so he runs upstairs and, and yeah. Jughead calls Hiram Lodge. Well, Hiram's in his office and Hiram gets a phone call. Uh, hi, Mr. Lodge. It's Jughead Jones. Um, I'm doing an article about how General Pickens massacred the Utana and stole the land you're building on. And Hiram hangs up. Hey, Jughead, maybe you want to, you know massage that question just a little no he didn't even get to he didn't even answer a question he just made a statement but i love the way they recorded that is exactly the way jughead would talk i love that because you could have had it with him and haw he's just like hi this is who i am and this is blah blah blah, blah, blah and hung up makes perfect it, i thought that was played very well i like that Hiram hangs up and he has a very nervous look on his face i like the fact that what's pissing him off more than anything is he does not feel in control. He has underestimated the people of this town, and specifically the children. <laughs> well, there's that, but he wants his hand to firmly control everything. He doesn't mind the kids snooping around into no, certain he, areas. He doesn't care. I mean, the Riverdale Reaper, he's fine if they figure that mm-hmm. shit out. But he needs to make sure everything's under control on his end. And if it's even possibly out of whack, like with he, his daughter dating somebody. He cannot engineer things here in Riverdale the way he is used to. Yeah. And that's the problem. Well, I think the stuff with the, the stuff with Veronica is so telling, too. Yes. Because it's something that's completely separate from this, but he wants control over well, what, here's the what's thing. going on with his daughter. Thing. His daughter and his wife are a weakness for him. When they were in New York, they were separate. Now, Hermione had her hand in some of it, and she knew what was going on. Veronica wasn't. This is this is dangerous. The stakes are higher, and he doesn't know how to deal with this. And we're now back at the Cooper house, and Betty is pacing in her room. Betty paces alone at night. And then Betty gets an idea. So she rummages in her drawers, and she finds some stuff. And then she's walking down the hallway, and she has a laptop and a webcam. And she knocks on the door, and nobody comes to it. So she leaves the thing at the door. And as she's walking down the hall, Chick opens the door, takes the laptop, gives her a dirty look, and then slams the door. And she does this wonderful eyes to the heavens, oh my god, look. Yeah, like, you kind of get the sense. You're like, when will the drama stop? (laughs) This is stupid. I like it. I like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Veronica and Archie are rehearsing, and this song is horrible. Songs! Hiram, what are you guys doing in here? They're fucking. They're fucking with the door open, Hiram. Come on! <laughs> God! Ugh. He's like, you know, the thought of y'all being in here used to upset me deeply. 
But no. after your performance, I'm not really worried not anymore. Worried. You know, not everyone can wrestle. Wrestle. It takes a certain kind of man. A there's, certain kind of man? There's no shame in admitting defeat. Veronica's intermittently coming in here being like, excuse me? And then she's saying like, I think, you know, even though Archie's not a star wrestler yet, you know, he's an amazing musician and he's so sexy. And then Archie does the like, thanks, babe, and gives her a really wet, like, kiss. It's just good. This is so gross. He does it. Then he goes, yeah, but I should be going. And I love, I love Veronica's reaction here. Seriously? Maybe I shouldn't be uh, spreading myself so thin these days. See you tomorrow, Mr. Lodge. They, they have the staring contest. Veronica's like, are you... <laughs> but Veronica has the perfect Veronica moment. Of, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Now we have Cooper breakfast. Do you know who used to sit there? Our daughter, Polly. You're filling a void. Dad. That's the only reason you're here. And Chick's like, it doesn't bother me. He's like, everyone needs something. And I don't expect to stay here for free. I never have. Okay. So, how's a dick? Uh Uh-huh. Alice is just trying to keep the peace. Betty's, uh, like, offended by everything. And Chick's just like, come at me, bro. Like, what the fuck? I've lived eight more lives than you have, asshat. I will take you down. Uh, We're back at the gym and, you know, the wrestling boys. And the coach says, okay, um, we're going to learn the fireman's carry, and here to demonstrate is Hiram the Ram Lodge. Since it was his signature move. Barg. Ugh. Okay, so, but th- oh, let's talk about the scene, because I actually like this scene. Th- no, it's a great scene. Perfect. This is a great plot device. Uh, Hiram comes onto the mat, and he's like, I need a volunteer. And we see Archie and Kevin and a couple other guys, and they all raise their hand except Kevin's for Archie. Got a, Kevin's got his hand up. Chuck's got his hands up. Archie's looking down, arms crossed, trying to stay conspicuous. And Hiram says, Archie Andrews. And Archie's, and Archie's like, like, what the fuck? Really? So he gets into the ring, and, and Hiram's like, come on, come at me. Come he's pacing, me. he's in his stance, he's, he's crouched and ready to move. And Archie's like, Mr. Lodge, like... Archie doesn't want to play this way. And finally, they come. What are you waiting for, Archie? Uh, they go at each other, and Hiram does the fireman's carry and flips Archie and pins him. And then Hiram starts talking to the crowd. This is a great move uh, for when your opponent gets cocky. You know, it demoralizes him. And then he uh, is, is continuing to pin Archie tighter and tighter, and he whispers at him, I always win <laughs> it was so good it was and the I, monologue the way he delivered it mm-hmm. it just worked it worked very well so now we're in a classroom and tony is reading jughead's article and it is not flattering i mean i, I don't have to go through all of it but the last li- the last line is like this broken victim uh you know it's like that these uh reparations must be paid to thomas topaz uh, he's too old and beaten down to fight back. Tony rightfully says, he's not broken down. He's not a broken down victim and he's not your prop for this fight. And he goes, I get it. You hate the North side and you hate that you were, instead of being invited to a party, you were asked to work it. Um, but this wasn't your story to tell. Yep. She's absolutely right. And I think what this brings out, Jughead doesn't hate the North side. He wants to belong to the north side. Uh-huh. The problem that Jughead has always had is that he happens, you know, he didn't he didn't win the lottery when he was born. He wants somewhere to belong. And because he is an outsider with the north side, he developed this attitude of, well, I don't fit in. I'm an outsider and that's my thing. And when he was sent to the south side, he finally that, got a no, group no, that shtick didn't work because everyone there was just like him. Yeah. And so he found his group. And now that group is being kind of taken away from him, but he still resents the fact that he was never a part of the Northside group. It's true. So he hates the Northside because he wants to be there, but he is now, I guess, fallen in love with the Southside and he doesn't want to lose that. So he's very conflicted. Man, I just miss Jughead who... Whose only romantic interests were hamburgers. I do love hamburger, Jughead. Uh, funny side note, when we were discussing our dinner options for this evening, uh, David texted me, do you want the Jughead special? What's the Jughead special? 
It's hamburgers and french fries. Pretty much. I can't cancel Pickens Day, but you're not performing. Sierra McCoy is refusing Josie to allow, to perform. No. It goes just back and forth, and, and basically McCoy says, you know, let me tell you something about Veronica and her parents and the way they do business and the way they use their daughter to do their business. And suddenly she's acting naturally. I was like, what? You can do that? Yeah, apparently she can act. Wow. So then we cut to Veronica singing in the classroom, and Josie comes in, turns off her speaker, and she goes, I'm not performing. I'm out. And Veronica's like, what? What? I don't want to be manipulated by a, by a lodge. Is your mom making you do this? Oh, 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 you are a dumb bitch. You are a dumb fucking bitch. Josie comes right back at her. Whatever is going on between our, you know, my parents and your parents, I don't want any part. And my mother may have to do what your parents want, but I don't have to do what you want. And Veronica is like, oh, fuck. Shit. Yep. Yeah. And again, Josie doesn't know that her mom is sleeping with the sheriff, but Veronica knows that. And of course, Veronica's parents know that. Yep. So that's one of the many things that they are holding over Sierra's head. Uh, they're not there yet, though. They're not there yet, but that bullet is in the gun. It's in there. It's going to come out here soon. Penelope lays a wreath. At Pickens' grave site, and she was like... No, 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 Barnabas's Bar- grave site. Yeah, it's Pick... Oh, yeah, it's Barnabas Lawson, sorry. There's there's too many old, dead, stupid dudes. I, I, I see no reason why they would lay a wreath at Pickens' grave site. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Cheryl's looking at her mom's like, the cameras aren't here, Jackie O. <laughs> and Penelope's just kind of like waving her off. And she goes, what about Jackhead's article? And I was like, what about it? And she goes, um, basically our family's responsible for this. How do you think we got started in the maple syrup business? Wait, what? Just for all of that? For just a, for a bunch of maple trees? Um, dark, fertile earth? A mighty river? We had a hand in everything in building this town. Even a brothel. Yeah, she says railroads, saloons, even a brothel. Old ways die hard, it seems. (laughs) Alright, so, like, this is the family's MO. Like, manipulate, like, we kind of knew this, but, like, okay, it's firmly established. This whole town was founded by our family screwing over other people. Well, yeah, but that's how almost every town is founded. True, but... Now we know that the Blossoms are a part of that. The Blossoms are the central purveyors of the darkness that comes in this town. Which we've been told many times before. But there's a historical legacy to it. We're we're adding another layer to that. Exactly. Which is great. Great. And uh, apparently Penelope has no problem being proud of the fact that the Blossoms had a brothel. Because she's just carrying on that tradition. Well, I think what it speaks to more is the Blossoms will do whatever it takes to get ahead. It does not matter how seedy mm-hmm. or twisted it is. They'll do anything. And hey, look, in the grand scheme of things, running a brothel or a sex work business is not the worst thing in the universe. True. So. I would agree. Yeah. Uh, we get, uh, we're in the locker room, Kevin Keller and Archie, and Kevin says, you know, hey, you're you're getting better. But Archie, can I ask you something? Uh why wrestling? Are, are you just trying to to impress Mr. Lodge? And, no. and Archie's like, you know, it didn't start there. But now, yeah, I just want to show him that he's wrong about me. And it's personal now. It's a good, it's a good scene. Yeah. And Archie's not lying to Kevin. No. And I love, I just, I love Kevin. Kevin brings out the real in everyone. He's so, I, we just need so much more of Kevin. He's, he's so good at commenting on other people. We're going to have to kill about eight other storylines before we can get back to him. Well, we've got like eight or nine people we could probably kill, so whatever. (laughs) Remember, Black Hood ain't gone. Chick shows up in Betty's room. Why'd you buy the laptop? Oh, I didn't. Uh, It was just an old laptop I had from the register. Why'd you come back for me? Yeah. Basically, what's your deal, Betty? And she's like, you're my brother, and my mom was depressed. And Chick's like, no, everything is a transaction. No one is that nice, not even you. What is it you want? Tell me, and I'll know if you're lying. I want to figure out why I am the way I am. There's a darkness inside me that scares me, and I thought you might be able to help me make sense of that. I know about the webcamming. That's why I got you the computer. Mm-hmm. So will you will you talk to me? Like and if you maybe... want to talk about it, we can, or maybe compare scars. And that's when Chick is like, uh, no thank you, and he walks away. Getting closer. Okay. Not quite there. 
all of the Betty scenes were written really, really bad. They were, but in spite of that? I totally get what they're going for. The idea's good, the writing's shit. The writing's shit, but props to the actors Mm -hmm. for digging through that and... They're still playing it well. Characterizing it well. Yeah, no, no, no. Because you could ignore the words, but watch them. Yes. And you can see them getting closer and closer to talking to each other. Yeah. So apparently Archie has decided to confront Hiram, because he's a big dumb boy. Uh, He has shown up at the Pembroke, and he's like, why don't you like me? What did I do? You're really asking me that? Yeah, I don't know. Your father slept with another man's wife. Okay, what? We have, this is the first confirmation we've gotten that Fred and Hermione slept together. Because that's what he's implying. Otherwise, we don't know who Fred slept with. Who did he sleep with? Is that who Hermione, what Hermione told him? Maybe. That's maybe what his his goons who came to visit told told him. Or maybe it's just what he believes by inferring. Because he is just a jealous, evil, maniacal man. But we have never heard from Fred or Hermione that they actually slept together. We knew they kissed and that they dated a little bit, but we don't know that anything went any further. Archie just kind of goes along with it. Yeah, and he's just like, what? You have the same weak character, and you're not good enough for my daughter. And Archie's like, I was good enough while she was in, while you were in prison. Whoa! What the fuck, Archie? He, he went for the jugular, and Hiram's just like, you would say that to my face in my house? Yeah, while you were gone, when your wife and and Veronica came to Riverdale, I was there for them in a way you couldn't be. And then who kills the tension of the scene but Veronica? What the hell is going on? Some juvenile chest thumping contest? Pissing contest. Just say fucking pissing contest. Oh my god, you're you're on the CW. You could say the word piss and it'd be fine. Or just come in and say, do y'all need me to get a ruler? Yes. And leave. Just say that and leave. It oh my funny. god, do you want me to get a ruler? Walk away. Something to that effect. It, it was, it's just so bad. And they keep doing this with Veronica. It's pissing me off. The scene's so good, and then it just knocks the knees right out from under it. Yeah, because I totally believe that Archie would do this. <sighs> he, he totally would do this. 4.30 the next morning, Archie gets a phone call. Uh, it's Hiram. Meet me outside. They go running. Hiram passes Archie. And then they're at Pops, and they're served some wrestling food. I, what, what was it? It was like oatmeal? It, it looks like mashed potatoes, it's mushrooms, and then like either like cooked spinach or broccoli, something green. And I just love Archie's face looking down. It's not that he's not okay eating healthy food. It's that... What the fuck is this shit? Well, and we're at Pops. Yeah. Does Pops serve this? <laughs> well, Hiram owns Pops, so yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Hiram is just like, you know what I love about wrestling is it's sheer will and knowing your opponent. That's why you'll never win. Uh, Veronica has a lot on her plate and I don't want her to worry about us. You can say, I helped you and I will tolerate you until this little phase runs its course. It's a phase. Yeah, boyfriends come and go, but fathers are forever. Barf. Barf, barf, barf. Veronica can't eat her breakfast. Is it is it this business with your father and Archie? No, it it's Josie. She dropped out. Oh, this must be Sierra's doing. I'll taking care of this. And Veronica just says, No, no. You're right. Our family just works differently from others. And if they don't like it, that's on them. And the show must go on. And during the scene, Hermione she gets that proud look, but it's very reserved. Uh-huh. I think Hermione has been convincing herself that this is all going to be okay. We're going to our families back together. Um, oh, we've included our daughter because she wants to grow up and be a part of us. And okay, that's great. And now she's starting to see this is not good. We're dragging you into it. Like we're gonna we're we're using you. We are officially abusing you for our gain. They're gonna we're gonna get to a point where you're not gonna be able to um, extradite yourself. Maybe. I didn't catch that at all. I, I, I really got that look where it's like, this is going too far. Like, it's, I, that's what that look says to me. Well, then do more of it. Okay. Jughead is talking to Thomas Topaz, uh, Tony's granddad. 
and you know he's explaining you know it's just so bad what happened to Tana and the serpents and Tony interrupts like I thought you were apologizing I shouldn't have used your story I had no right I had no right, right. and I'm sorry uh and I I think they did this very well uh, this happens a lot especially right now and it definitely happens with teenagers they get you get told a story and you sympathize with it and it brings up something in you that you want to take up that fight. Oh, it's hap- it's happening in adults, too. Oh, it does. Kids tend to do this in a more like, oh, you hurt my friend, so now I'm going to beat the shit out of you because you hurt my friend, that type of thing. But I liked that he did this, and he got called out for it. Uh-huh. Um, and they acknowledge exactly what he did that was wrong. It was, uh, he has every right to be upset. He has every right to want to fight on behalf of the Utena. But this wasn't his story to tell. Uh, it, it wasn't his right. And even if it was for some reason, mm-hmm. he didn't make the story about the Utena. The story was about him. Well, exa- well, exactly. That's where he took it too far. Yeah. He made it about Mr. Topaz, and he shouldn't have. And I, I like that he got called out on that, and he had to apologize. And he does. That's good. Um, Mr. Topaz says, you know, whatever your reasons were, you've opened an old wound. Something and- has to be done to heal it. And Tony's like, did you have something in mind? <laughs> like, she's a little nervous about what his answer is going to be. And Mr. Topaz just kind of, like, gives that, like, single nod. It's beefcake time! Boys, stretching! Uh, Archie's, you know, getting ready. You know, this is, like, their final tryouts. And Veronica comes by to wish him luck. And hi- then we see uh, Hiram is talking to Coach Cleats. And they kind of, like, nod at each other. And then Veronica, you know, goes over to him and... Uh, Coach Cleats gets everyone together. She's like, all right, Andrews versus Clayton. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And Andrews like, wait, wait. He's in a higher weight class than me, which I do know this about wrestling. You only wrestle people in your weight class. Yeah. Like, which is usually like a 10-pound range yeah, it's, from what I understand. It's whatever. Chuck's like, you sound like my little sister, Andrews. It's time for the Thunderdome. <laughs> so we get their fight. And there is an amazing song played during this. Like, I, the, both times I watched it, I was like, what is that song? I want to know what it is because it's great. Watch Me by Jaden Smith. I will be buying that because it's a great song. The beat's really good. His rapping eh, could use some some help and assistance. It was edited very well for the scene. Yeah. This, the scene, this was done very well. The music works well for the scene. I just don't know that Jaden's got the chops just yet. Maybe not, but The whatever. beat's great. The beat is great. Uh, basically, Archie pins down Chuck. He does the fireman. He does yeah. the fireman's lift and then pins Chuck and, after some sparring. And, and he does get pinned and, himself. And while he's pinning him down, he's eyeing Hiram. And, you know, Archie wins that match. And Hiram act- is, like, trying to stay reserved. But you can see that tiny little smirk of, like, oh, shit, he did it. It's good. It's good. It's a, it's a good little little bit of acting from uh, Mark Consuelos. Also, is the gym fucking full? I like, guess everybody so. watches public tryouts for wrestling? Yeah, That's a little weird. It's a small town. They don't have lots to do. Oh, boy. We're back to the Cooper house for some food. Betty has the most miserable look on her face, head in her hand, looking away. <laughs> and Chick's just sitting there like, Whatever. He's sitting straight up. It's he's just like I will behave like a person at this dinner. It's it's really funny. And Alice is just salad bowl away. Here, uh, you can't be hungry at, at for Pickens Day. It's gonna be our first outing as a family. I'm staying behind. Fine, Hal. I won't beg. Yeah, fuck off, Hal. That's the end of that scene. <laughs> I mean, it's really just a scene for Hal to say I'm not coming. Ugh. I just, the picture at the beginning was worth it, though. It is. Just watching Betty and Chick be like, oh my god. Poor little Cooper children. So we're at the festival, and Kevin's getting some snacks for his dad. So cute. It's nice. Uh, Hermione goes up to the McCoys, and is like, I'm sorry you can't perform today, and Sierra. I, I forbade I, her to, Hermione. We can't be too careful when it comes to our children. Oh my god, act better. And Hermione just kind of like smiles and nods at her. Hiram goes up to Archie and says congrats. And they shake hands and Archie doesn't pull his hand away. He actually holds it and he goes, are we done? <laughs> which, which point to Archie is just like, 
You proved your point, but I proved it back to you. Come on, we need to call this off. This is stupid. And Hiram just looks like this. Come to Pembroke tonight. We need to talk. <laughs> Hiram's nervous. He doesn't know how this is going to play out. Hiram's nervous, but Hiram sees that this guy ain't going away from my daughter, which means I need to have him under my control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't let him. I can't let him just run free. Yep. He's a problem. He's not. Uh, he's. He might not be a problem, but he better be. To Hiram, Archie is a problem. He, I, I better be able to keep an eye on him. So. In walks the Cooper family, minus Hal. And Polly, and the twins. Okay, so Alice has got Chick on her arm. She goes, "You have to try a maple snow cone." Is it really good? And then Hal comes rushing up. He's like, do you know what you've let in our house? I looked in your laptop. I saw about your client. Well, also, we forget that Alice goes, Betty, I'm so happy. Oh, I didn't hear that. It's so fake. Uh, Betty yells at Hal, stop snooping. Uh, And then there's this whole, like, it's not Polly's room anymore. It's Chick. Uh, And Hal yells at Alice, he has to go. And you know why. Alice gets up in his grill and says, I threw you out once. I'll do it again. And they, Hal goes storming off. And then Penelope cuts into frame, and she's twirling an apple. A candy apple. Yep. That's not creepy as fuck. And hey, it's Fred. Fred, hey everybody, welcome to Pickens Day. <laughs> it's an oldie buddy goodie, it's Veronica and the Pussycats. No, 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 no. We glossed over Veronica and the Pussycats. No, I just said that. Veronica. No, you said it, but but it's important to emphasize it. It's Veronica and the Pussycats, and Josie is startled and like, what that bitch do? This is war. This song is horrible. So I, I, I heard it. I knew I knew the song. I was like, I know this melody. What the hell is it? Mm-hmm. It's Union of the Snake by Duran Duran. Okay, yeah. And they're doing a shitty cover. Because but- Duran Duran songs are poppy. Mm-hmm. Even this one. Yeah, no, this is this is quite horrible. But then the serpents show up with... It, it fits the serpent thing. That's yeah, all it is. that's the only reason why they're using it. Which, fine. So they show up. They've got tape on their mouths, and they got protest signs that say, Honor the land. And as this happens, Cheryl hands her candy apple to her mother. Shoves and, her candy apple into her mother. And then she makes her way the same direction as the serpent. She doesn't officially, like, join them, but she's standing right behind them. So she's on board with this. Uh-huh. 100%. And everybody else is just like, what the fuck is going on? What's going on? And Tony uh, has got a megaphone. She goes, Pickens Day is a lie. Uh, and she she kind of goes on a little bit. And the Mayor McCoy eyes the lodges and is like, what are y'all going to do about this? And Hiram interrupts. Smooths and it all out. He plays the politician. He's like, you know, aren't y'all proud to live in a Riverdale where young people stand up for justice and we can celebrate the Utana and the add to the rich tapestry that is Riverdale and what that will be Sodale, blah, 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 blah. This but is... Lots of side eyes from the people in the crowd. Well, and this is the problem that teenagers don't always understand about politics. Mm-hmm. Speeches don't fix everything. No. Sometimes you've got to throw down. Yep. And sometimes throwing down means, you know, passive passive nonviolent protest. Don't Correct. get me wrong. But you just making a speech is not going to inspire everybody. I kind of no. like that Tony gets undercut and is like, I don't, what what happened? And then Jughead rips the tape off his mouth and starts to, like, lunge towards the stage. And Mr. Topaz holds him back and just shakes his head. He's like, nope, nope, we're not doing this. And Hiram is just kind of like, ha, 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 ha. But Jughead is staring him down. Yeah, like, enemy number one to Jughead now is Hiram Lodge. Uh Uh-huh. So, we cut to Hal sitting alone with his maple snow cone. (laughs) When Penelope comes up, he goes, Hal, let's get you a proper dessert. You look like you could use some company. And I have nowhere to be. Gross! And Hal just kind of, like, is taken aback and just kind of scoffs at her. Like, he's like, what the fuck, bitch? Yeah, except I think he might be having some dirty, dirty sex with Penelope Blossom later. Probably. Then we go back to the Cooper house, and Chick comes into Betty's bedroom, and he's like, I have a confession to make. I came into your room the other night and watched you sleep. But his reaction is priceless. It's like, what? <laughs> she, it could have just been like a, huh? But she's like, what? And Chick explains, you know, it's like, I, I, I kept waking up in the middle of the night, and I kept thinking, you know, what? 
why would this girl come for me? Like, why would she come back to that place for me? And then I figured it out. You're alone here. Hey, look, we called it. Yeah, we did. Uh, and he's like, you know, uh, we'll start with why a webcam. Uh, you know, first it's to make some money. But it's also to, to escape. escape. Um, you know, I, I do it to be somebody else and get away from the darkness that I feel too. And Betty's very intrigued by this. And she goes, could you show me how to do that? And he turns on his computer. He, tur- he grabs her computer and turns it on. And now we start to get our Jughead narration. And it's the dark education of Betty Cooper had began. With one click. With a couple of clicks. Okay, is he like going to pimp her? This is a little weird. It is a li- It's very weird. And I don't know that I think it's the right direction to go. I don't. I'm okay with it. Well, let it play out and we'll decide later. I guess, but uh, uh, it feels weird. It it feels really wrong and dirty, and that's definitely what they're going for, but it makes a lot of sense. Uh, She she needs, she's got this other, she's got this darkness. She's got dark Betty in her, and she doesn't know what it is. It's kind of freaking her out. She needs to figure out how to cope and deal with it. That's true. And he has something similar. He's figured out how to cope and deal with it. Okay, show me how. What, what, this is working for you, so maybe it'll work for me. True. That's all that is. And the fact that it is taking the form of doing something on the internet also makes complete sense. There are a lot of kids who do this type of shit. I guess I just wonder, Betty doesn't seem to be the same type of person. She's not, but... So I guess this is going to be more of a, this is an exploration, but I don't think this is going to work for her. Well, uh, that's well, why it that feels would weird. Be interesting. Well, that that would be the interesting argument later is, you know, okay, she does this, but it doesn't work out for her. It doesn't fix anything. Here's why it feels weird. Not because it's dirty, but because it doesn't feel like it fits her character in any form or fashion. And I'm afraid that they're going to just go full on down this road with her character. In which case, I'm like, you just did this to get a sexy Betty. And if they do that... That's what I'm worried about. That they just do it as this exploitation of Betty. I don't think they knew what to do with her from the very beginning. I I still don't. I don't think they knew when they started down this path what to do with it. Because this goes back to season one. Yeah. Uh, I I think in order to resolve it, they've got to go big. And this this is not a small action. So it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll have to keep playing out. Anyways, sure. uh, we cut over to Archie with Hiram at the Pembroke, and Hiram's like, "I want to start over with a clean slate. Where do you see yourself in five years?" Archie, Probably in college, with an hopefully with an athletic scholarship. Oh, you're gonna study music, right? Nah, that that was the old me. Thinking business, maybe I'll even be able to buy back Andrew's construction from you. Uh, and Hiram likes this answer. Archie's not being, like, rude or confrontational at this point. He's just, like, actually thinking about what he'd like to do. No, he's he's kissing his ass. Like, he's that's what he's doing. Archie knows what's happening, and he's kissing his ass. Right. Um, Hiram's like, you know, did you, did you think you might want to learn and start your tutelage now? And then Archie gets a, starts to get a phone call from Secret Agent Adams, who's looking for him. And Archie uh, den- uh, denies the phone call, and he's like, oh, sorry about that. And then we cut to Agent Adams in his car. Uh-huh. And the look on his face when I first watched it was like, oh, okay, he's not answering. He must be, you know, he, 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 he must be doing what he needs to do. Oh, no. But then the second time I watched it, it was just like, it was more of like, why isn't he talking to me? Yeah. Uh, they're going to get to him. They're going to turn him. Yeah. Like, he's going to sell me out. Exactly. Which is what helps fuel me thinking that Agent Adams is not there on official FBI business. Well, no, because I don't think he's an FBI agent. I know. I think he's an FBI agent, but I don't think he's there on official business. Archie's uh, going to do an internship. Yeah, Hiram, I was like, why don't you work for me? It's an internship. Yay. Plans made. Alliances formed. Um, And then a horrifying act of desecration... Uh, occurred and so then we cut to it must be the next morning and it's mayor mccoy the sheriff and the lodges are in at the park. pickens park they're at pickens park and they're like uh what do you want to do 
And Hiram says, I want... To get uh, justice, swiftly, and with extreme prejudice. Who Who's the number one suspect? Isn't this something a serpent would do? And then they turn the camera, and we see that the statue of General Pickens um, has, ha- has been beheaded, and there is red paint uh, coming from where the neck was. So it's been beheaded. And uh, Jughead's narration goes, you know, this horrifying act of desecration turned a town war from a possibility to an inevitability. Yeah, you know who that is? That's totally Cheryl. Cheryl did that. I'm so convinced. There's no fucking way that Cheryl didn't do it, because Cheryl's on board with this. I feel like Cheryl's arc for the foreseeable future is not to take up the reins of the Blossom, but to redeem the Blossoms. Yeah. Like, I'm going to fix this bullshit that my family has pulled. Until she finds out just how deep it goes. Because it's going to get worse. I, I agree it's going to get worse. And at some point. But I feel like that's going to be, that is Cheryl's motivation. Like, I thought my family was good people. But, you know, uh, incest, my dad killed my brother, my mom protected my dad when he killed my brother, my mom's now a whore, uh, my great-great-great-granddad killed a bunch of people because he's a dick. I like like, but everybody had come from is horrible. I think the problem she's going to figure out is they're irredeemable and there are too many other things that have to be dealt with. Fair. Which is what her mom is trying to impart to her. Basically just like, hey, you have to realize it doesn't get any better, sweetheart. This is who we are. This is who we are. Yeah. No, no, I get all that. But I, I like, yeah, there's no way it's not Cheryl working with the serpents. I, I think it's just Cheryl. I don't think the serpents had any. Cheryl didn't I... do that on her own. Oh. Cheryl did it. But Cheryl didn't work alone. No, but I don't think the serpents know anything about it. Oh, I think someone does. Someone has to. She's made a friend. Well, we got more important fish to fry. Mm-hmm. We gotta watch next week's preview. All right, guys. So, like usual, if you don't want to be spoiled, uh, you can turn off now. But if you want to hear what we have to say about next week's episode and maybe some spoiler things I found on the internet, uh, we'll hear you after the break. And uh, until next time, hashtag Go Bulldogs. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Next week looks good. Uh, Veronica's going to confession because she's doing some bad shit. Uh, and she's suspecting Archie. I don't know about that. I, don't, I didn't get that vibe at all. Don't, aren't you afraid he's going to find out all our family secrets? Hmm, yeah, okay. All right, that makes more sense. Uh, we've got some Betty and Jughead interaction. They're sitting on a couch all dressed up, looking, you know, despondent, I guess. Well, Jughead's wearing like suspenders yeah. and so what's I don't know what's going on here. It must be a dance. There's some sort of yeah, there's some sort of dance event thing. And Jughead's happening. looking very Jughead. Yes. Comic Jughead. Oh, he put his hat back on. I know. Which which you know he's been wearing, but it looks different now. It looks clean. Yeah, <laughs> it does look clean. Uh and Penny Peabody is back. Heck yes. Oh, I'm so happy to see that continued. Let's get some answers. Uh FP's got a serpent cut back on and he's yelling at Jughead. We see the head of General Pickens statue in a box. Sheriff Keller's got a smirk on his face, so he's he's yeah. figuring some stuff out some too. Some shit's gonna go down. This looks like a classically good I'm excited for this. What episode. the hell Riverdale episode. Yeah. So, okay, so somebody posted the shot of uh, Betty and Jughead on the couch. It's like, what do you guys think is going on in this scene? And I said, uh, they just found out they share a sibling. Hi, Gossip Girl. That's what I think is happening. Okay. Because I think FP is Chick's dad. Oh, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Easy. So I have a feeling some of that's going to go down. Ooh. Maybe they've figured that out. If not, I don't know. Well, okay, Whatever. then, you know, they're... They're half-brother and sister. Mm, yeah. No, they're not half-brother and sister no. at all. They're not related, but they share a sibling. Yes. That's what's weird. And then... So, I haven't talked about this on the podcast, because uh, it's been online and Reddit. And so, Madeline... Okay, the entire cast of Riverdale just posts spoilers all the fucking time. <laughs> like, apparently, there's nothing in their contract that says, don't post shit that could lead to spoilers. Well, okay. Like, who cares that much? RAS does it. The he's the worst one. And I granted it's a show, but it's kind of like you're you're fucking this up for yourself. Like this is this is not a good idea, dude. You need to bring it in. Well, are they like bad spoil? Like damaging the entire storyline? Spoilers? Not the whole. No. 
Okay. But it's so just kind of, but it's just like leaves things to be, you know, a surprise. I'm okay. Let us enjoy the show as it is revealed to us. Don't put it all on the internet. Okay, but here's here's the flip side of it, okay? Mm-hmm. Almost every show lives in this just gigantic shroud of secrecy. Okay. Riverdale is taking the approach of having a teen fan base, just going, you know what? We're gonna throw, we're gonna throw you some spoilers. It we're would gonna be throw better you some if they were all fake, though. Well, it would be. Anyway, maybe I, I, I'm fine with it if that's if they've decided that's consistently how they want to do it. Mm-hmm. Then as long as they're consistent about it and they're not spoiling like the entire arc of the story, mm-hmm. they're well, just giving you interesting tidbits. Eh, that's not what's happening. They're actually spoiling. Anyways, so Madeline Pench posted a clip, a picture of her in front of a microphone and like more of this is happening. And a couple people are like, oh, you know, Cheryl's going to sing again like she has before. And then other people started talking about the fact that they have joked about doing a musical episode, which Cole Sprouse has been adamantly against. He has been like, I got through an entire Disney uh, contract without having to do a musical. I'm not doing it now. (laughs) Like, he's adamantly against that. Let's be clear, though. Totally fair. If we had had a musical episode, Jughead probably wouldn't sing in it on purpose. No, correct. It would be great. It would be funny. So, somebody posted that, and I said, you know, they don't need to do a musical episode. But they should do an episode where everybody's involved in the high school musical. Classic, classic trope. Every high school TV show has one episode where they're doing the high school musical. And guess what? They're doing it. (laughs) Somebody actually asked for a second if I was a psychic, which made me really, really happy. Nice. Uh, They are doing an episode with the high school musical. And guess what musical they're doing? I don't know. It's not a classic one for a high school to do, but it is absolutely perfect for this show. Carrie. Uh. With. Cheryl playing Carrie White. Yeah. It is so... The only musical that would be more perfect for this show, possibly, is Heather's. <laughs> wow. So, so I feel very smart. I feel like a complete genius. And that is coming to us later this season. Okay, then. No, that's awesome. That's a wonderful plot device. And also, it lets people sing. They like to showcase that. That's good. Makes sense in the show, in this world. Carrie, famous for being the absolute worst bomb on Broadway. Really? Yes. Hmm. I don't care. It ran like four showings or something? I'm going to have to go research that now. Oh, yeah. But this is way fun. I'm excited. Like, And I'm usually the first one to go, don't do a musical episode. And I'm excited about this. And yeah, I'm still getting all those those vibes. You know what? Just enjoy it for what it is. It's a dumb teen show that has some fun moments. Yeah, we're just going to ride this wave as long as we can. We still like it. We do. It's fun to make fun of and enjoy. It's just fun to watch. It is. It's so heightened and overdone. We get mad because we care. We do. We're, we're, we're opinionated because we care. If we didn't, we wouldn't be doing this podcast. We would have quit. For real. And I'm like crazy excited for the chilling adventures of Sabrina. <laughs> like, I almost wish there were spoilers for that one coming out, which currently there are not because they're just now writing it. There's no way. I they thought had they had spoilers. started filming. They haven't. They're just now finalizing scripts. Yeah. I'm so excited about that show. I wish we had a release date already. Well, we'll get there. I'm just I'm excited. Leave me alone. I'm happy. <laughs> Alright, until next time. Bye guys. Take a moment to review and rate us on iTunes, and for questions and comments, drop us an email at macintoshandmod at gmail.com.